This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. Let's fuck this shit. It's only game. Why do you have to be mad? Okay, welcome back to Puck Bunnies. It's me, Audrey. I'm here with Christina. Yes, I have recovered from the flu. I'm allowed back on the podcast. I have survived quarantine. And Christina did not leave me in Nashville. We had a great time. We did not make it to the Preds game due to various illnesses that were my fault. But we had a great time. Nonetheless, saw our buddies. And now we're back and we are blessed, highly favored, so pleased to welcome Dmitry Filipovich to the podcast tonight. Host of the PDO cast, Yahoo Sports, Twitter, the internet in general, a content creation master. Dim, welcome to the show. We are so happy to have you. What's going on, guys? So, last 48 hours, can we get a vibe check? How are you doing? Well, you know what? I'm generally like so obsessed with refreshing my Twitter feed and just even though there's nothing happening, but I felt like... Oh, uh, yeah, definitely cannot relate. During, the, during those couple of days, it was just like, I was like afraid to nap. I was like, just like, I'm going to miss a trade. And it was, it was. I mean, the world will go on even if you miss something, but I'm just happy that uh, that we can get back to not caring about every single minute on Twitter, so... Yeah, it's pretty nice to not have like that feeling in your stomach where you're like, oh God, anything could happen at any minute. I want to start by just saying this was supposed to be a pretty quiet trade deadline, all things considered. As in, everybody was constantly saying, the players on the board are dog shit. They don't matter. Who cares? (laughs) Like, Chris Kreider is the top of the heap, and that's not saying much. And then we had a a more eventful day than um, I think pretty much everybody was expecting. What happened? I will say, though... I, but all the players are still yeah, dog shit. Nothing changed. I mean, that's, that's the issue. Yeah. So, like, I think that both things can be right. Like, we had an eventful day full of dog shit. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Whenever I talk to someone who, like, doesn't really follow hockey closely, they're like, oh, like, what's going on? I tell them how busy I am with the trade deadline. And they're like, oh, did something important happen? And I'm like, no. not really. <laughs> A lot of third liners and third pairing defensemen got moved. But for some reason, we care about this because I guess we're, we're the stupid ones. I don't know. It was teams were getting feisty. There was a lot of stuff happening, um, and uh, you know I think the most interesting trade that actually didn't wind up happening was uh, was the Islanders Lou yeah. just going full Lou and trying to potentially get Zach Parise and his atrocious contract. So it was uh, it was a fun day. So I was just watching Bob McKenzie on like Wednesday Night Hockey on NBC, mm-hmm. and he was saying that the whole Lou Lamorello thing is maybe because he hates when his business is aired publicly, and he just like freaked out and was like, oh, they're talking about the trades, and now I can't do it. Wait, I didn't pay attention to this storyline. What was his business that got aired publicly? Just his trades? 
they were talking about how Parise was going to get moved for Andrew Ladd's contract. And then as soon as that mm. came out, I guess he was like, no, everyone knows about it. It's not going to happen now. And Zach Parise's dad used to play for Lou Lamorello, right? Yeah, I think so. I think he played, yeah, for the Islanders. It was, And he similarly got traded from like the Minnesota North Stars to the Islanders. So it's yeah. like a good old family so- hockey story, I guess, that didn't end up happening. So to me, that is the real story behind the story of the trade deadline, because I'm looking at all these trades and I'm like, some of these don't make sense. Why would you trade Wayne Simmons to Buffalo? And I guess, is it because some front office people are just friends and they're like, let's shuffle around these really bad players and just... That's literally the definite, the nutshell of the NHL is I'm friends with this the guy. The definitive so I'm gonna Alex Galchenyuk yeah. experience, I think, is really what it is. It's just maybe he just needs <laughs> oh a change God. of scenery and like it'll all work out for him. Once you enter the NHL and you make friends with someone, like you're going to be in it for life. But I was looking at some of these trades. So some of them are like for seventh round conditional picks in like two years. And I'm like, if someone traded me <laughs> for that, I would kill myself <laughs> immediately. And and then I'm just like, so what is the point of even doing something like that? So I got into hockey like two years ago. So, and this is the, right. so I don't really get it. It's like, what what is the point of all these little bitty shitty trades? I think it's all like you just want to have people around that you're friends with. You look at what like the Oilers that actually like them going and getting Athanasiu and getting Tyler Ennis to help McDavid. But like it's Ken Holland bringing in Mike Green and Andreas Athanasiu who he right. brought to Detroit. So it's like I just like having just those like guys, guys around. I want to bring them Might back. as well. Yeah. Get the band back together. That is it's so dumb. Intangibles, baby. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Probably like Tim's favorite thing is talking about intangibles. <laughs> yes. Yes. What is so? What is your favorite trade of the deadline? Like sneaky, the one that people are not talking about. I don't know. It's Twitter. Everyone's talking about everything. I think like the most important one was Robin Leonard going to Vegas because I think they're actually really good and they needed a goalie because Flurry hasn't been playing that well. So I think that's the most important one. But like it's not going under the radar because everyone is kind of aware of how big of a trade it is. That's going to be a nuts duo. I have had trouble wrapping my head around that just because it seems so unfair (laughs) to the rest of the league. And also like there couldn't be two more disparate personalities in terms of goalies out there. Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how that shakes out dynamic wise also. Yeah. And you don't don't really see teams like trade for goalies at this point because usually if you're a good team, you probably already have a good goalie. But Fleury's been struggling a little bit. There were two goalie trades. Vancouver traded yeah. for Domingue. Yeah, well, Markstrom, Markstrom's out for a month, unfortunately. So I think they needed like a insurance policy. But that's a, a less important one, I think. I can't imagine like trading for a goalie this late in the season. You should have done that in December, but you got to move when people are It's also the last month has been so brutal in terms of injuries that I think it's mm-hmm. also important to remember that at this point, you can load up as many players as you want. Like there's no limit on how many players you can sign as long as you're within your cap space. So you can be Mm -hmm. like a division three football team and just have like 90 guys on the sideline as long as they're making $50 (laughs) a day. It doesn't matter. But just think about the concept of the deadline. It's like the ultimate, most relatable, like cramming for an exam type of thing where it's like all these guys have (laughs) all season to trade for these players. And then it's like, no, you have to do it by Monday, the last Monday of February by noon. And it's like, everyone's like, oh my God, we got to make these crazy trades. Why didn't you do this months ago? Do you think that general (laughs) atmosphere is what got people like, holy shit, you know what? We're just going to do it. Fuck it. We're going to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, I think there's a lot of like, especially if let's say you're Tampa Bay and Boston and you're probably going to play each other in round two. If you're Boston and you see Tampa Bay go out and acquire Blake Coleman, you're like, oh crap, we better do something. So then Mm -hmm. they go and get Andre Kasha and then Boston and then Tampa Bay is like, oh, we need something else. So they go and get Barkley Goodrow. (laughs) It's like teams just trying to one up each other. 
Something also very funny about the trade deadline to me is how quickly they will play yep. after they get traded. I honestly wonder if it's someone's job to be like, whisk these tiny boys away to their new home. Like, Audrey, you tweeted about one where Santa he Santa comes playing. and picks them up in like, his sled and takes them to Ottawa. Yeah, but yeah there were two <laughs> oh, guys God, at the, the Sens game last night who I think the puck dropped probably at like 7.15 and one of them got there at like 7.09, put all his gear on, Normal. missed the warm up and just like was on the bench because the Sens offloaded so many dudes on Monday that there were like seven guys on the bench and that was it. It was so brutal looking. Jeez, I think they had also, um, it was like the Sens Columbus game on Monday and I think uh, they had like Rudolph's Balsers. They called him up because they traded all these guys and then his equipment I think didn't come to the rink on time. So he was just hanging out there but he didn't have his equipment so he couldn't play. And he's just Can't do anything. I'm just filling the seats. Just gonna eat some popcorn in the stands, hang out. Just chilling. I'm sure there were tons and tons oh. of people at the Ottawa Senators Columbus Blue jackets game on monday anyway <laughs> oh my god so do you do you want to talk about i mean this is so typical but like the winners and losers because i actually think ottawa yeah. big winner of the trade deadline i'm so excited for the summer i feel so geeky thinking about all their draft picks but holy shit are you guys gonna like go to 11. montreal for the draft oh yes sir nice. we'll be there oh yeah I think we're gonna get drafted. <laughs> I think all the rebuilding teams like Montreal, the Devils, the Red Wings, the Senators, they all have so many draft picks now. I think in the first three rounds they account for like a third of the picks or something. It's crazy. So yeah, I mean if you're a bad team, this is like your time of season to shine. Just get all these draft picks and view them as lottery tickets and maybe one of them will pan out. I think there's a chance that like Ottawa is gonna pick back to back or something. That is so cool. I just, I don't trust Eugene Melnick no. to like make the best out of this, but I trust Brady Kachuk's just spirit <laughs> to guide them in the right direction. Because like, I, I think that their GM is very shrewd and I think he made a lot of really shrewd, I think he pl- he flipped Pagot for like the right amount of people, which is a lot of, a, a lot yes. of boys <laughs> per player. I just, I just want them to be good so bad because I love it when terrible teams pull something together. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Like imagine if your boss, in his case, it's like Melnick's like, let's spend Spend as little money as humanly possible. And it's like, but we need to still have a competitive NHL team. It's kind of a loser. How badly do you want to keep sucking? Yeah. Well, they can't, I don't think they can keep giving away stars. Any, I mean, they just ha- they have to invest in somebody. And they obviously they're not going to invest in Pagot. So, I mean, they have like two people there that like people know their names. I think what they made the Eastern Conference final in 2017. They basically traded literally every single person since then. That is insane to me. They have that team photo from 2017 where they blacked out every player who's been traded and it is... It's dark. It's very grim. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's literally dark. It's all blacked out. (laughs) promising. Were there any other teams? Like, there were lots of sellers yesterday, Mm -hmm. obviously. Were you surprised by any teams that offloaded as deeply as they did? Not really. I felt like most of the team, like if anything, I was surprised that the Rangers, for example, didn't trade Kreider and they decided to sign him instead. So I thought like that was kind of surprising. I was surprised that the Avalanche didn't go more all in with this team and try to, they basically just added Vlad Nemesnikov. I think that wasn't nearly enough. So And Leafs superstar Michael Hutchinson. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Got to shore up the net. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I I think it was actually a pretty reasonable for NHL standards. There wasn't anything that was like too crazy. I think it was a pretty reasonable trade deadline. I have to say that the thing that (laughs) surprised me is that nothing worked out with Joe Thornton. Mm. And it clearly surprised him as well. Yeah, Yeah, well, I think it it sounds like he wanted to move 
And I think the Sharks wanted to move him, but I think the teams that he would wanted to go to weren't interested in him. It's like he wasn't getting that like love back. He, like he was sending out some vibes, but he wasn't receiving them from the other teams. Wasn't receiving the vibes back. <laughs> Dallas yeah. ghosted him. They let him Christina on. Christina was yeah, so I mean, excited so- for like a good two hour stretch. She was like, "Oh my god, Joe Pavelski and Joe Thornton, they're going to be back together. It's going to be great." And it did, didn't but I, happen. But I think he wanted too much no. money from them. Yeah, like I think they were they were kicking the tires basically. But then he was like, "I want." I'm old but i want a lot of money and they were like fuck off we already you know have what dallas needs guys. dallas needs one more really old guy who's not as good as he was a couple of years ago you know what i i think rick bonus is just desperate for another very old man all to put i on want the first line. i want <laughs> joe pavelski i want Corey perry and i want joe thornton all on the ice at the same time dallas uh, home. let's go he <laughs> would do it he would do it I'm going to talk about this for one second, and then we can talk about the actual treat. Seven points last night. The baby scored seven points, and they are still, they are never going to play enough time. Anyway, How many fine. minutes did they fine. play last night? You're talking about uh, Hintz and Guriano? Yeah. Yeah. I think they played like 12 minutes or something. It's insane. Dennis has got to be on the It's anyway. slow management, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> well, they need to manage it a little better. The other one that I just felt sorry for was, God, Anaheim just got decimated. Yeah just picked over but i mean i know that they needed to and this is a great like some like starting off point for them if they can pull it together but oh my god imagine i can't imagine going into a locker room and being like oh well i guess uh everyone well, it's really awkward new. for Getzlav. i think he's like the only guy left there and then it's just a bunch of guys he's like the steve buscemi like, how do you do fellow kids and all the rookies are like i don't even like him <laughs> and i feel sorry for i know him. <laughs> it's weird it's weird for him but i you know i think anaheim they're in like in a, in a decent spot in the sense that they suck right now but they have a lot of flexibility a lot of draft picks i think they'll be okay i don't know it's not they have world. some good prospects coming up too and they have a young coach here's the thing is I think that California should be canceled since all of their teams are horrible and one of them should be given to Texas I'm just like floating it out there I don't think Canada or uh, Canada I don't think Canada needs three teams either California definitely doesn't need three teams because they obviously just can't they can't support them it's rough but rough I, going out there right now but I do feel super bad for Joe Thornton because in the interviews you can tell which is rare for NHL stars to show emotion but he's probably going to retire this season right? I don't know we'll see like San Jose thinks that this was just a fluke and they're going to be good again next year based on how they're talking like that, I'm serious <laughs> they legitimately think that so I wouldn't be surprised if they brought him back but I mean yeah especially with Marlowe going to Pittsburgh how do you talk yourself into that how do you talk yourself into like this is going to be okay if you're an analytics person on the San Jose Sharks I mean they kind of don't have any other choice like look at how much money they're paying Burns and Vlasic and Couture and all these guys until like the end of time even if they admitted like oh we actually suck now what are you going to do about it do, so yeah. Write an open letter to your fans through- about the rebuild process. I was literally just about to say, I'm like, I'm working through a lot of stuff in therapy, so I think I'm projecting <laughs> onto these very bad teams right now. Like, what are you going to do? What am I going to do? <laughs> Now we're going to take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all things sports. March Madness, the Masters, and Major League Baseball opening day are really coming up, guys. And Bet Online has you covered for all of your latest news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. And the best part is, if you sign up, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. Head on over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That promo code is BLUEWIRE, all one word, when you sign up at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I think that 
the teams that needed to make the moves, I think some of them didn't make Oh, them. are you talking about like what is the Tor- Toronto Maple Leafs, maybe? Hmm. Is it the clubs uh, known as the Toronto Maple Leafs? How are you not going to add anything on defense? And it was a very, like, under-talked about storyline. Like, no one in hockey media was talking about the Leafs or what they no, were doing. No, right. nobody cares about them. It's bizarre. We got to get some more And then, like, the Muzzin the news comes Leafs. out this morning. It's yeah. just, like, doubly fucked. Yeah, I mean, when you lose to a Zamboni driver, it's kind of tough to save face after that. What did you think of that game? <sighs> I thought it was hilarious. I haven't had that much fun watching a game in a long... It was so funny, too, because, like, you know, they scored on their first two shots on them, and I really genuinely felt bad for the guy. I was like, yeah, I mm-hmm. almost can't watch this. And then Carolina was playing so well and just stopping them from doing anything, and then it was like, oh, my God, he's actually going to win. And it was just, like, so funny. It was like everyone was in on the joke, and even Leafs fans can't help but just be, like, sad and laugh at ourselves. It was, it was great. I love seeing him go off, and this is David Ayers that we're talking mm-hmm. about. I love seeing him skate off at the uh, beginning of the first intermission and getting stick taps from Freddie Anderson and everybody. That that was really sweet. And my, I was watching it with my roommate, who's like not a hockey person at all, but I was like, you need to come downstairs and watch this game. Something insane is happening. And he was totally pulled in. I'm like, how can you not love that? Yeah, and everyone, it feels like it's really sort of like a pop culture mainstream topic. Like, he's on Stephen Colbert. Like, mm-hmm. I've had people who don't follow hockey at all messaging me like, hey, have you heard of this David Ayers guy? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of it. But yeah. obviously, it's so NHL that now the entire discussion's like, how do we make sure that never happens again? <laughs> <laughs> Please hate my sport. Please hate it as much as me. I have to say, almost my favorite part of the entire night was watching Kyle Dubas do a complete, like, 180 heel turn. Like, he was pissed Mm -hmm. at that game. Like, he just sweeps out. He's just, like, a diva about it. And I'm just like, oh, he's going to go ruin this now. And then a week later, He was, like, in the booth texting Gary, make it stop. We lost (laughs) this old man. But the other thing that I feel like people are talking about about that game is that they were making sure he was mm-hmm. not facing any shots that he didn't absolutely have to. And I'm like, why don't you just play this hard every game also? Yeah, Carolina's a weird team. And I guess tying into our trade deadline discussion, they were probably the busiest team, right? They got Brady Shea, they got Sammy Vatten, they got Vincent Trocek. Like, they made some good moves. I know it didn't work out against Dallas in their first game together, but I, I really liked all those moves for them. Hi, Bunnies. First time, long time. Cannot wrap my head around the number of boys it takes to get more and different boys, and I need your help. I also want your take on my sweetest baby boy, Brady Shea. Please help. Uh, I think the Brady Shea thing is really interesting. Um, and we did, we got a couple of calls today that were just like, can you explain Brady Shea to me? Is he actually worth what they're paying him? Is he just a rental piece? Because I think, I mean, I think he's a decent defenseman who has been surrounded by really awful defensemen for his entire career as a New York Ranger. And maybe in Raleigh, he's going to get a shot with a better group of people around him. I'm simply what speculating asking, based on, is he, is is he, he just, just a, a pretty, pretty face? face? He skates really fast. I love so that. something. He's weird because, like, when he burst on the scene, I think three or four years ago, he was like the shiny new toy, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, this guy's awesome! He needs to play more." And then he started playing more, but he started playing with like Adam McQuaid. And this year, he's playing with Jacob Truba in like the toughest minutes possible. And so, you know, they didn't really put him in a position to succeed. So for Carolina, I think that organization is going to do a better job of putting him in that position to succeed. He's already playing with Slavin, which is a great yes. spot for him. So I don't know. I think he'll be better in Carolina. 
What's so weird to me is like reading about how that trade happened. Like apparently the only way that they had the space to trade for Brady is because they bought out Patrick Marlowe's contract mm-hmm. like this summer. And I'm like, this is the dumbest <laughs> thing in the world. Why does We're it work like this? Rearranging this deck chairs. But like, it's so funny how, I don't know. It's just like one of those things where it's totally luck. Yes, they had to have done that this summer to have the space to do it now. and But they had to do it now since Brett Pesci's out for like, what, a month? Well, the best thing about that trade is that Shayna Goldman was the yes, one that broke it on Twitter. Yes, Queen Shayna. Oh, Insider Shayna. I love that. Yeah, I know. she gave so us a Shayna bomb. Speaking of the NHL being dumb, you're talking about like the Marlowe and how they make like the financial logistics work. Do you guys see that four teams now are paying Ilya Kovalchuk? That rocks. It's so great. I low key. I mean, like obviously, I'm biased, but I was like, this is such a great move by the Caps because they're paying nothing and they're just throwing <laughs> Kovalchuk onto this team and being like, have a good time, just do your thing, see what happens, hang out with yeah. your Russian buds. Um, I don't think they necessarily needed any like forward depth. I wish mm-hmm. they had maybe traded for another defenseman, but <laughs> they they just went for it and they're paying him pennies. Yeah, it was really funny. They like had so little money that Montreal had to retain half of it. So they were only paying them like 35000 or something. <laughs> oh my God. It's pretty yeah. legit. Yeah, I mean, for that price, it's it's nothing. Like, why not? How did they get Montreal to retain any of his salary? How does that work? I'm sorry, that's a dumb question. You can retain up to 50% of the player's salary. And for Montreal, they have the cap space now that it doesn't matter. Whereas Washington is like, literally has like pennies available. So would you do that to then almost do something like the Hurricanes did? where you take on someone else's debt now and then they'll get you back later. Is that what it is? Yeah, usually you pay a team. So like, you know, they only gave up a third for Kovalchuk. I don't know if they could have gotten better, but basically let's say they probably would have given them a fourth, but instead mm-hmm. Montreal's like, we'll make it work financially. We'll keep some of his money. Give us a better draft pick instead, basically. So that's how it works. Oh, sacrificing that money works. that you're not using now for future considerations. Exactly. I saw one trade was just for future considerations. So that's just be like, just take this awful boy (laughs) off our hands. Yeah, that's, I mean, the future considerations are like pure nonsense trades. Yeah, let's just uh, give us something. It could be a bag of pucks later. It could be- We'll worry about it down the road. Breedable. Well, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, give me the corpse of this like Albert (laughs) farm boy that plays on like the last defensive pairing and we'll just pay you $5 for him later. Like sending something (laughs) to the glue factory. Which brings me to Patrick Marlowe. Oh no! Like I like him so much as a person and as a player. He's awesome. He reminds me a lot of like Brooks Orpic, and to see him go to Pittsburgh is really confusing to me. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure what Jim Rutherford's goal was there. Oh, they gotta get slower. He just wanted him back. I think he just wanted like to have Patrick Marlowe around. He just seems like a really good guy. Like I don't think he's gonna play that much on this Penguins team. Just good to have in the locker room, posting wholesome family photos. Just seems like a Listen, good time. Like why not? I also think he probably thought that going back to San Jose <laughs> that he was not gonna be playing a lot. It was just gonna be a fun locker room guy. <laughs> I swear to God, and that's actually why you're on the show is because we were messaging about how awful it is that he's on the, the first line. I every time I saw him, he has this really strange smile and his uh his composite picture for the nhl and i was just like my let heart him rest i'm like let yeah. him go to bed he's so he's, he's the <laughs> oldest man that's ever lived yeah every time you look at him on the bench he'd have the face of like i didn't sign up for this this is not what i wanted i mean i would also <laughs> as much as it pains me to say it jump at the chance to go to pittsburgh and just hang out with guys that you used to know from way back people you used to mentor before you yeah became exactly ancient. yeah and he has a chance to win a cup like for him it makes sense i mean why not 
I have not paid any attention to Pittsburgh this season because mm-hmm. I don't like them. So people consistently rank Jim Rutherford as just sort of this like four-dimensional chess kind of guy <laughs> in terms of like making trades where he's obsessed with getting older and bigger and slower. And I mean, like to me, this is just another one of his little gambits. And so why do people think he's smart? Is it just because Sid is so good that he can make all of his decisions look better in hindsight? I mean, the one thing I'll give Jim Rutherford credit for is, and it's a unique trait amongst NHL GMs, like he's willing to admit when he's made a mistake, which I know it sounds like silly. It's, oh, like, no, what, the what bar is quality. very low. Most of, the, most of these GMs, they like sign someone or they trade for someone and then they'll just ride it into the ground rather than admitting that it's a sunk cost and they shouldn't have done it in the first place. And with him, he makes a lot of those mistakes. So maybe it'd be better <laughs> if he didn't have to admit it so often, but at least he's willing to kind of like pull the plug and move on. And so that's like, I think one of his best qualities as a GM my iPhone came up with remember this day a year ago and it was like the Jack Johnson Eric Goodbranson trade yeah. and I was like oh you mean the best day of my life yes oh, <laughs> so good wait is Eric Goodbranson still yes. on the Ducks as far yeah. as I'm aware he's a, he's a vet now <laughs> yeah him and Michael Delzato oh my Ma- Michael Delzato is playing he's on like Stanley the third Cup pairing. champion Michael Delzato to you that's right oh my. do you know how important it was to me that he not only had a day with a cup but his <laughs> name right. was on the cup his name's on the cup and Connor McDavid's <laughs> name is never going to be on the cup. And that to me it's is poetry. just best That's life poetry. right there. He's a legend. When he came here to Vancouver and he signed like for a lot of money with the Canucks a couple years ago, he was like, of course, his claim to fame was being the locker room DJ, which is like DJ MDZ. such a random thing. Yeah, I love it. Did you ever? Are you going to cut me off? No, I, I, start I am also going to talk again. about him for just like two more seconds. But after the Blues <laughs> won the cup and they went to Vegas, there is this incredible picture of Michael Delzato standing next to Pat Maroon at some like pool in Vegas at some party. And the difference <laughs> oh, oh between God, those two men's physiques is incredible. Yeah. And it's just because it's like, yeah, Michael Delzato hasn't played since March and he spent all that time just running bleachers. Like, obviously. He's like shredded. And Pat Chubby Maroon is just like a yes. furnace. <laughs> yes, chubby yeah. but effective, yeah. I hope Pat Maroon wins another <laughs> Stanley Cup. Like, that would be really fun for me if he got, like, two in a row. I would love that for He's him. got a good chance. Tampa Bay is really good this year. Audrey doesn't like to talk about Oh, they're Tampa fine. Bay. Would you like to tell him why? No, I would like you to tell him why you don't like because to talk about Because every time Bay. we talk about Tampa Bay, you remind me that last year, I was like, they're going to win the Cup. They're going to win. But everybody was saying that. Everyone was saying this. Yeah. But I like to make fun <laughs> of Thank you. <laughs> So it was a really big moment for me whenever Columbus swept them. But I, I feel like I can't trust them to be mm. good. I, That's what the narrative is, is going to be I this really... year. Everybody's going to be like, can they, right. um, you know, reverse the curse or whatever. Speaking of trades that like didn't happen, I know that Chris Kreider was very much talked about in terms of going to Tampa Bay. I think it would have been great. Do you think that, I guess the price ended up just being too high for them to actually. Did you have any theories off, about but... where he was going to go? Yeah, well, it sounded like he was going to go to the Bruins, but then they traded for Andre Kasha because they wanted to move back as his contract. I thought he'd go to Colorado. I thought that would have been a really That's what I wanted. But it sounds like they just didn't want to pay all of those draft picks and prospects. And I think he wanted to stay in New York, and they kind of found that middle ground where he's making less, but he gets that seventh extra year in New York. So I Seven years. Seven years. I know. For someone who's going to be like 35, I'm sure that'll age well. 
I cannot believe. Like when I saw the number, I was. Insane. I was talking to like, Manny I mean, about it. I was that's worse. That's about it on Monday. Manny's like, I feel like he's going to spend five of those years injured. Can you imagine making a seven-year commitment to anyone in this economy? It's crazy. Chris, the world no. could end tomorrow. One time, uh, Audrey asked me about something that I was doing during the weekend, which was like a day later, and I told her, and I quote, I don't like to think about the future right now. So no, (laughs) I cannot imagine thinking seven years ahead. I look at some of these contracts these guys sign and that they're given, like Backstrom. He's like, he got what, seven years? Don't worry about it. Yeah, I think he's he's like maybe six or Don't something. Worry about yeah, it. he's really I, old. And this is how you get into a situation like the Sharks are now, where you're just like totally tied down to three guys who are made of glass. Just some background for you. I came to hockey from like basketball where contracts are normal. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so just, just the concept of a seven-year contract is insane to me. And I'm so glad that they're going down in popularity because players are seeing the value in bridge deals. Well, it's tough, though, because, like, on the one hand, I agree with you. Like, if I was a player, I'd bet on myself and sign a two- or three-year deal because the cap is going up every year and there's inflation. But at the same time, like, Mm -hmm. if you get a concussion and all of a sudden you can, like, never play again, like, that could literally happen any single game. So for a lot of these guys, it's like, yeah, I'll take these $40 now and worry about it later. Why not? So You know what? Who's to say? Is hockey good or bad? (laughs) It's It's bad. bad. I think we can all agree it's bad. And, okay, so the, the remaining mystery to me that I keep, and I'm literally watching the Sabres right now, is what is the Wayne Simmons thing about? It w- was it a personal thing? Did he did he, he want to be Buffalo. in Buffalo? Was it like, because I know like he's from Buffalo, right? Yeah, I think he wanted to stay out east because of his like, family and his dogs and everything. And he waived his no, no trade clause to go there. I, I thought the funniest part of that was, I think Buffalo gets, or Buffalo's giving a conditional fifth round pick. And then there's a clause, if they make the playoffs this year, it becomes a fourth. Imagine being on that phone call when Jason Botterill is like, yeah, let's put this clause yeah. in place. Like, I'd be like laughing so hysterically. Oh, if you make the playoffs this year? Oh, okay. Yeah. It right. should not be legal for them to use that in like a binding document. What a joke. <laughs> as a lawyer, as a lawyer, I don't think that's valuable consideration. No, but also, you know, they're, like, the, the Wednesday night hockey game in America right now on NBC is the Avs and the Sabres. But Eddie Olchek, Eddie, Eddie Olchek at the Bowler. beginning was like, oh, you know, the Sabres, they're really working hard to pull it together. Like, if they go on a run here, they're going to be in a playoff contention position. And I was like, who are you trying to fool here? You don't have to do this. Like a 10 yeah. game run. <laughs> Which they did last year. Yeah, they did, they did it this year, too. Two straight years. I wish they could just do it for, like, longer periods. For 82 time. games, yeah. Or just, and how, or just many, how many total like, games have the Red Wings won this year? 11? They've won four against Montreal, and then they've won, like, 12 total or something like that. So whenever I think about teams getting traded to Buffalo, I think about how whenever they trade new guys to Edmonton, they always let them play, like, their first game. With McDavid, game. yeah. Yeah. Imagine you, like, going to Buffalo. All right, you're going to go play with Jack Eichel. But it's like you're being thrown right. into hell because he just screams at you and he's, like, not <laughs> nice. It's, like, the opposite experience. He had, like, both coasts. I don't know. It's just... They're both good at hockey. I'm sure they get they bond over that. They probably don't actually. The famous have common to ground. On yeah, white, being white and dumb. But speaking of McDavid, you did mention the couple of acquisitions that the mm-hmm. Oilers made, and I was actually pretty impressed by those choices. A lot of speed. The other Tyler Ennis, the non-basketball Tyler Ennis. 
Yep. And to have those two guys be able to skate circles around literally everybody else on that team, except for like Leon Dreisaitl, I guess, is going to be good for them. And also Mike Green, very handsome. Yeah. Well, honestly, I mean, the bar for them to clear was solo. Like McDavid in his most recent game was playing with like Sam Gagne and Alex Chasson, who are like literally the two slowest mm-hmm. players in the league. <laughs> and then they add Athanasio and Ennis. And it's like, I don't think these guys are great in their own right. But when you compare them, relatively speaking, like it's like McDavid just got out of the worst relationship ever. And then now, like, he's getting some modicum of just, like, <laughs> his new partners treating him like just like, like took a him out person. to one he's nice like, oh, dinner. This, I want to marry Athanasiu and be with him for the rest of my life. This is great. So he got called first <laughs> once. He's like, oh my god. Um, I look at some of these names and I'm just like, God, who are these people? And that's all of Edmonton's roster. So these were like slightly more. I will always names. be so, an Alex Chase on Stan because he was in the first real gloves off hockey fight I ever saw in person and it was him and Brandon Manning and this was when Brandon Manning was a flyer I want to say and so Mm. then they both ended up in Edmonton like two years later beautiful and they're both awful in very different ways but yes one of them (laughs) says slurs I wonder what it feels like to be a hockey player and people like just ragging on your trade being like god this guy's terrible do they read it you think of course they all do 100%. 100%. We were just talking that. about that today, how it's almost human nature now to like go looking for information that you know will hurt you. So like, why would you not Google your name or search your name on Twitter or anything like that? I guess my reaction to that is, well, you are being paid right. millions of dollars, but also maybe I should be nicer to the no, boys. No. I'm not going to be nicer, but I'll think about it. Well, they all want to be loved. Christina's evening and out by just tweeting about Kevin Hayes every other day. So, okay. I wanted to come on the show to clear the air here. What's going on with this Kevin Hayes stuff? Kevin Hayes. What's your guys' relationship with Kevin Hayes? We don't have one yet, but we would like to. (laughs) (laughs) I love love that we have tweeted about Kevin Hayes so much that you're like, I need to figure this out. No, there is no relationship that I have with Kevin Hayes other than that. Number one, I I know a couple things about Kevin Hayes. He's tall, he's single, and he name searches. (laughs) The three most important qualities in someone. Yeah, like people ask me, what am I looking for in a man? <laughs> well, those three things and like has money. So I just figure if I post psychotically mm-hmm. at him long enough, he'll notice me. There's no just real randomly, reason for know? the Kevin Hayes thing besides we think he's he's funny. Mm. Okay, so we have this one friend who thinks he's just terribly unattractive. He's an objectively strange looking person. That's cool. fine. But so with Adam Driver, like <laughs> okay, it right. takes all kinds. It started as a way to antagonize this friend where I would just be really horny yeah. for Kevin Hayes at her. And now now right. I've convinced myself. We've talked ourselves right. into it. I've incepted myself <laughs> Plus into like I mean Kevin like Hayes. he's ha- he's having an incredible season. He is, yeah. So I can't believe how well that worked out. I'm very shocked. It was good stuff. And he's making so much money i know he is do you remember he got traded from the jets to the flyers over the summer yeah so they could sign him i do remember that flyers fans were like (laughs) why are we giving this man so much money and now they're like we should be giving kevin hayes more money (laughs) the last thing i will say about kevin hayes have you seen him in person i have yeah he's really tall he looks more normal in person person. Mm -hmm. Anyway, any final um, thoughts, everybody, about Kevin Hayes I or otherwise? I wanted to ask, Dim, as a West Coast resident, we're seeing this huge ongoing discrepancy between the Eastern and the Western Conference, and it's pissing a lot of people off as we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs. Are there any teams that you are personally going to be disappointed to see make the playoffs this year because of that? Like most of the Pacific Division? <laughs> 
I'd like anyone other than Vegas basically probably shouldn't be making it. I don't know. It's like an anomaly. I think next year we'll even out again, but it kind of sucks for like Columbus or Philadelphia or Carolina or whoever misses out East because they can only have eight teams, whereas you're going to have like three bad Pacific Division teams in there. Do you think that if we just cut 15 games off the season, yeah. how much do you think that that would fix this problem? Because I feel like it's all injuries at this point. And I don't like the Stanley Cup being just like a gladiator battle for who's still standing by the end. That's boring. Yeah, but they're never going to do that because they'd be just giving away money, right? Like, it's, if anything, they're going to add games. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like 85 <laughs> no. to 90 games at some point. Yeah, it's going to happen. No, please stop. We have, to do, we have to do one podcast a week. <laughs> I just don't agree with that at all because I would rather watch like healthy teams play each other and I don't think it's good for the league at large, but I don't make any money off of it. So final question, Kale McCarr versus Quinn Hughes. What team are you on? I think Hughes has been the better player this year. Oh, so this is your Vancouver bias coming through. I see it. It's fine. No, Quinn I is better. I'm, just, I'm kidding. I think he has been a bit better, but they're both amazing. I also think it's harder for Here's Quinn my... to perform at that level with the Canucks than it is for Kale McCarr to be really, really good with the Avs. For sure. Yeah, I mean, Hughes plays tougher minutes. He plays more, plays with worse players. He plays players. with Chris Tanev. Like McCarr, McCarr, is in, McCarr is in such a good spot. He's like, yeah, just ride shotgun with Nathan McKinnon all the time. Have fun. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet job. Now, my final question to you is, how tense do you think it is at the Hughes home right now? Like, when they're all together. <laughs> it's really awkward. I cannot imagine. Because, like, to me, they don't have the same kind of jocular energy as, like, Matt and Brady. Right. But also, they're both very good, so it's okay. I think it's one of those things where, like, they both seem like really nice guys. So I think Quinn's, like, yeah. overcompensating to make him feel like he's not left out. But I'll then do Jack the dishes like, tonight, it's okay. Jack like, just treat me normally. Just treat me like your brother. And then uh, You don't have to act like I'm dying God. just because I'm on the devils. Yeah. <laughs> that's terminal, though. Being on the devils is a terminal disease. That's why Wayne had to leave. People are going to start asking you this, and I hate to jump on this train. Playoff predictions. Matchup you would least want to see, matchup you would most want to see. Uh, most want to see Tampa Bay, Colorado would be really fun. I think we saw that game recently in Colorado and it was awesome. Worst one. I don't know. Do you guys have a worst one? If I have to see the Bruins yes. play the Leafs again, I will jump off a cliff. Yeah. If I have to see the Bruins again, ever. I don't want to see, I, if I have happen. to see the Bruins in like the finals, in the finals, I wouldn't like that. That would be really boring. Yeah. Let's get Tampa Bay in there. I, I hate saying it, but I'm also like, they've earned it. My prediction, my lock right now, I'm doing my lock very early this season with you guys as my witness. Tampa Bay stars, fine. Manifest it. Everyone Manifest would be so it. mad. Can you imagine like how mad that would make the hockey guys? Like that would be the worst. worst I, I think it would actually ever. be stars canes would make people the angriest. That would be pretty good. Are we going to talk about The Bachelor at all? Listen, what do you think about, can you give me your opinions on Peter? Just how bad do you think he is? He's been this? shockingly bad. Did you watch the season before? Which one? The Coldens? I mean, did you watch The Bachelorette? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hannah B's, yeah. Didn't you think that he had, like, a little bit more just personality then? Charisma. Is his thing that he's boring? Like, is that it? He's not, like, a psycho manipulator or anything? He's not just boring. He's, like, off-putting. Yeah. And he will just say things to them that that are really weird. Also, the producers made all the girls who made us to the Fantasy Suite Week sleep in the same hotel room. So, like, two of them are just hanging out at the hotel together while the other one is getting drilled <laughs> by Peter the pilot. That's awful. So, like, they had to, like, really up the psychological That's very much like a sister wife vibe that I don't love. I, I mean, you've probably noticed just, like, the upping the, the drama this season, and I don't like it. Yeah, I think they've kind of forced it in. And honestly, if I have to watch him dance one more time, I'm going to lose it. 
as a fellow white guy who also is not good at dancing, like I can appreciate it, but he's like shockingly bad for how much he loves doing it. Do you ever think about, okay, so like Audrey doesn't watch Bachelor so it's okay. So they always have these weird little musical guests mm-hmm. and they'll always be this C-list country singer cool. that they, like the Bachelor and the date randomly love. And I'm if I was ever the Bachelorette, I don't know who the, they would have to get like the rap <laughs> boys to like come and do. An acoustic get, set, like, yeah. Some, like pop, yeah, pop, pop acoustic set to play my date. Who would be your weird band date where they like, played a little song for you? Yeah. I don't know. Chase Rice? <laughs> you can't pick him. But yeah. Is that like the that. one that the girl dated? She was like, this yeah, is my yeah. ex. Yes. And that's so fucked yeah. up. Okay. Well, she didn't date him. She's just okay. like going to him. Yeah. yeah. Something I thought a lot about is like NHL players should go on The Bachelor mm-hmm. because it is really populated by NFL washouts. Right. And there's so many more washouts in hockey than there are in football. And I just I've think been saying this market, about Oliver Ekman Larson for literal years. He's very handsome. He's single. He's an appropriate age. He's got a beautiful Scottsdale property. How long have you been watching? I, I watched like a while back and then I took some time off and now I've been back in the past couple seasons. The problem with the new seasons, the other one is they're all so young. Yeah, like the, the there was the one girl, Natasha, this season. She was 31 and they were treating her like she was like from a retirement home. It was really bad. I'm 27 and I'm like, holy shit, like I'm too old to go on The Bachelor. This all is for nothing. Why did I start a hockey podcast? Like this is going to be my gimmick. You got to start lying about your age. It's that simple. So they always do like the pre, the pre-show things where they show you doing your little activities like in your hometown. Mm-hmm. And I was going to be like, I'm just going pucks deep for love. <laughs> and then like, it, it would have been perfect, but I'm too old. Anyway, well, life that's goes my story. On. Dim, thank you so much for joining us. Would you like to tell the people where to find you on the internet or not? Like you can remain a mystery. Yeah, just follow me on Twitter at Dim Filipovich. <laughs> Go listen to the Hockeypedia cast. That's about it. This was fun. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank um, you if so you would much like for to coming. call in with your questions or suggestions, life advice for next week's episode, you can hit our line at 774-318-6952. Please remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or the platform of your choice, whatever. It's none of my business. Write it in the sand on the beach. I don't fucking care. Take a picture. That'd be very beautiful. <laughs> um, you can follow us on Twitter at PuckBunnies underscore pod or on Instagram at PuckBunniesPod. No underscore. Sorry, I'm going to get around to fixing it eventually. If you want to give us some money, Dim can't have any, but it's all for us. <laughs> Go to Patreon.com slash PuckBunniesPod. Bye, guys. See you next week. Bye. Yes. Yeah, Dim, you're back next week. <laughs>